Today we're going to discuss three different questions relating to cutting or shooting an animal after Shechita. And the first we're going to speak about is um, cutting, and that is uh, in order to help uh, bleed out the animal, and sometimes to help the pirchus end, or to start the, uh, removing the hide, or even sometimes there's just a shaykh who wants to get embedded to see what he, he did a proper Shechita, um, an extra cut is made in an animal's neck after the Shechita is over. Um, Again, usually it's made by the people in the clan, but sometimes even the sheikh himself. And the question we need to think about is, is that what happens if the sheikh, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> sheikh did, <coughs> the whole kana and part of the veshet, and there's a little bit of veshet left over. So should we say that now when we cut further and we cut the rest of the veshet, the last little bits of the veshet and that second cutting, is that considered shahiyah? Because basically, can we connect the first cutting with the second cutting to say that there has now been a break in the middle of the shechito. The Shechet did the first part of the shechito, then there was a break, and then there was a second cut. Um, so should, if we view that as one, both of those as part of the shechito, then the pause in the middle would be a shehir, the basra, or a shehir that would according to Ashkenaz and would make the shechito puzzle. That's the question. Now, before we continue on, the, the question and the other ones we're going to speak about is, all of what that we're going to discuss assumes that what's going on happens while the animal is still alive. Were the animal <coughs> to be dead by the time this <coughs> cutting or the other things we're going to speak about happen, um, then there's nothing to talk about. Okay, then it's partial that you're allowed to do any of those things. Um, some Chadashan mentions it, if, for, just if you want to see it inside, it says, then whatever he has to talk about. But once you know that the animal is dead, which is not always so easy to tell, but once the animal is definitely dead, then none of these questions are going to apply. And we'll see how that actually plays into some of the things that we have to say, uh, but that's just like an introductory point. So here we are, we have a question is, is cutting, is making a second cut after the sheikh had finished what he considered to be the shechita, is that potentially connected to the first cut, which would mean that there was now a shahiyah in between the first and the second cut. So, um, the shach brings that the Bach says that's no pro, that, that it's okay if a, if a goy does that second cut. Um, it's not connected, that's not considered connected to the shechita. The shach himself says that you should be machmer on that, you shouldn't let a goy do it. Uh, but the Prima Gaudan says is that the, the, the din is really like the Bach, that if a goy does the second cutting, um, it's okay. <coughs> it's okay for the goy to do uh, that second cutting. That's not Matar to the Shrita. Now, there is a Sim Chadosha who says, who says, you know, if you let the goy do it, then people will think that a yid can do it also. And that's like, so if there's only one zero, then you shouldn't do that. Uh, but most people assume, like the Prima Gaudan, that if the goy does it, that's not connected all to the first, uh, the first, to the to, Shechita itself, and therefore the Shechita is over, but the fact that the rest of the Veshev was cut afterwards is not a concern, and there's no, it's, it's not connected to the Shechita, and therefore there's no Shehia, there's been no pause in the middle of the Shechita. Okay, so the, that's, um, that's uh, okay if, if a guy does. Now, it, it so happens um, that the, there's no Yehuda about this, this is a little bit of a side point, the Yehuda says that this whole, this whole thing is based on the Gemara, Ignore some subject about whether this is considered shahir or not, meaning is it is it mitzur for us or not mitzur? For Mimachman, the Gemara leaves off as a teku, so we're Mimachman. And the, the, the Yudha says that child of the Gemara is talking about when a simon was cut most of the way. Like in the example I gave you, that the kana was cut completely, the veshin was cut most of the way. So the child is like this. The din says, now the whole veshin is considered cut. So from that perspective, there's no more veshin anymore. And what you're cutting is like cutting a piece of meat, just cutting an animal's arm or leg. It's not really considered cutting. Or should we say, no, the mind says, there's a piece of veshin still here, so the cutting of that piece is considered to be a, a shahiyah, a continuation of the shechita, in which case the space, the, the 
pause in between the Zisha here. So maybe he says, that's a more suffolk, and that's what we're about. But he says, what would happen if this was a bird, not an animal, and it was a bird where you cut the whole content, and you didn't touch the veshit. So the shrikta, at the end of this question, you did one sim is enough. And now someone comes along and cuts the veshit. He says, so for sure, the veshet was not cut at all. It's not in the case before, where Roiva, the simon was cut, and it's just that we say Ruba Kukula, we say that, you know, basically it's, then it's considered cut. There's nothing wrong with cutting the rest of it. He says, so in that case, which was the case he's dealing with, which was the bird um, had his veshet, was, had been, the veshet had not been cut at all, and then someone came and shepherded it, he says, there's partial, that that case is considered a shahir if he does. Okay, back to what we were talking about. So the, the, we said is a, a guy is not allowed to do it, um, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, he's allowed to do the cutting, allowed to do the second cutting, but a yid is not allowed to. So, the Chesam says that this thing, that the yid now do the cut, doesn't only apply if the yid cuts it in, the, in a formal way with a chalif, like he's trying to do a shechita, that's not the only thing. He says, even, even if the yid would use a, a knife that, that doesn't, it's not kosher of a shechita, he says, even if he uses an axe, okay, now an axe, of course, in our minds, we think of axes as being used for chopping, um, he, he says, so chopping, of course, is not kosher of you have to slice, you can't chop, that's a dross, it's a chop, the neck. But he says, um, an axe is something that's kosher for shechita, he brings right, is that you could, theoretically, you could actually shaft with an axe, you have to do it differently, you have to slice instead of chopping, but an axe is kosher for shechita, uh, and therefore, if a person cut with that, that's considered a continuation of the original shechita, and would be a shahia. Of course, if you did it with an axe, it would also be a trust. Also, made possible. But for his purposes, his point is that it's a shahia, which is what we were focusing on. He says, but, what happens if the person were to cut the end of the simon with a scissors? He says, in Svara, that should be okay. Why? He says, because the scissors is not a, 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 a tool that could be used for shechita. And he gives two reasons why. It appears to me that it's two reasons why you can't use a scissor for shechita. The first is, uh, uh, shechita, it happens with a single blade. Uh, it's the power of one blade cutting that's considered to be shechita or chaticha, cutting, cutting. As opposed to a uh, scissor, it uses two blades. It's the action of one blade pushing, you know, against with the other with the, with the item in between. That's what the sandwich in between that causes the cutting. He says, that's considered geziza. That's not shechita. So what the act that you did, so a uh, scissor does not fit for shechita because a scissor um, doesn't do shechita, doesn't do chaticha, doesn't cut. It does goises, uh, which is two blades. And the second thing he says is, is that if a person were, uh, a scissor is not kosher with shechita because scissors um, are, are built in, are built in chalada, which is to say is that when a person, if you use a scissors to cut the simonim, one blade of the scissors would be above the simonim, would be on the outside, and the other one would have to burrow into the, into the neck to get underneath the simonim so you can then snip them off. Well, borrowing under is a chalada because the, the, the blade, that part of the blade would be covered over by this, by the, uh, flesh of the animal or the bird, and therefore a scissors would be a scissors is, is inherently not fit for shlita uh, because it can't it would be an automatic chalada if it were to be used. So he says for these two reasons in svara it should be that if a person cut the last thing with a scissors it should be okay and it only would be also if he used a knife or even an axe. He says but this this is a svara that I'm not 100 percent sure on. He's making a chiluk. He, he brings rias that using an axe for the end is not okay. He says, so to be mechalak and say, the scissors is better. Um, he says, it's not so partial. He says, therefore, chalila lismach gamazet. For sure, you should not be saying what I just said. Kiena dama baret sli mechalak b'kachet. I'm not so convinced you can be mechalak between the scissors and the other things in this way. And besokhmi v'eldrei, so here we're talking about if it's, if the person did shihia, then it would be a sokhmi v'eldrei, so 
in the case that he's talking about where it's an extra, with the extra simon, because it was a simon of a bird, okay, so then it's a, it's a, it's a two series of a child, you should not be sent even for a scissors. Okay, so the long and short is, is that what we came out is, is that when we're making this second cut, making the second cut, if a uh, guy wants to do that, and the sheikh will finish what he has to do, and then one of the guys in the plane wants to do it, that's fine, he can make the second cut uh, for their reasons, um, but <coughs> a yid should not be doing it, no matter whatever kind of tool, etc. that he's using, uh, yid should not be doing that cut. <coughs> okay, so now we move on to a second question. Um, that is about a captive bolt. Um, and that is, um, in the late 1800s, um, the German government wanted to, uh, made a law that Shrita should, should, one of the many laws to try to outlaw Shrita. And they said is, you have to, after the Shrita is done, you have to hit the animal on the head um, in order to make it not have any more feeling anymore. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the, laws against Shrita are uh, come from the perspective of animal rights and hurting animals through Shrita, even though, of course, many have shown that it's really very, it's a very painless, a relatively painless way for an animal to die. Um, and, and there are always undertones of anti-Semitism or questions of that, that maybe these laws are, uh, have, a, have a core, at the core, are not really for animal rights, but really anti-Semitism. And what was going on in Germany, we don't really know, but... Um, so the, the, the question was, they should hit the animal on the head after Shrita, and um, somebody named Sri Hirsch Plato, or Plato, who was the son of Shamshan Paul Hirsch, um, wrote a sefer called Havlas Adam, a very long sefer, explaining he and dozens of Rabbanim who signed on with him held that you were not allowed to do this. Okay, They were not allowed to do hitting the animal on the head after Shrita. Um, <coughs> and that is all quite a long sefer back. And what we're going to speak about is the tshuva in Igris Moshe about a very similar question. Where Moshe speaks to again, he says that the shayla was, can we hit the animal 30 seconds after the shrita? Is it okay to hit the animal over the head? Um, now, he doesn't say why they would hit the animal, um, nor does he say how they would, so to speak, hit the animal. Uh, the feeling you get from the way he describes it is that he's talking about what we would call a non-penetrative captive bolt, um, which is something that slaughterhouses like to use, um, or the USDA likes slaughterhouses to use. Uh, which is to say, is it's, it's a bolt that hits against the head and knocks the animal out, uh, but without being penetrating through the skull. And the reason to say it's non-penetrative is because um, Ramosha says that, the, that it was there are no cracks and there are no uh, uh, there are no cracks and there are no the skull's not crushed or cracked or sliced or, or and that wouldn't make the animal trade for. And for a penetrated bolt would have done all of those things. Um, so the impression is that it's a non-penetrated bolt, which is, again, it's something that somebody would want to do, the USA might want to do, in order to you know, get the animal to be non-sensitive anymore. That would be logical, as opposed to paying over the head is not a very common thing. Um, and it appears to be non-penetrative. Um, it so happens in the years since then, this was in, in the 50s, um, in, the, in the years since then, in more recent years, nobody would use a penetrated bolt because of problems of mid disease. They wouldn't want... Uh, uh, brain material to get out and big um, potential problems of immediate cavities. But anyhow, so Ramosh has this child, which we're going to say he's talking about a, 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 a non-penetrative captive bolt. I mean, he, co- he doesn't say that. He says it's just hitting on the head, but the, the point is the same. Um, so the question is, the question that he talks about is, does this, is this a child of Mavliya Dambe Varm? Does it cause blood to be absorbed into the, into the Avarm? What does that mean? Um, the Gemara has a shayla about an animal whose mafrakas is broken, the, the, the neck bone, which is say the spinal cord, um, was broken, if the shrita, would it stop blood from flowing out the way it's supposed to? Why do we care? Excuse me, why do we care if blood flows out or doesn't flow out? The reason is because the thing is that if dam is in the meat, 
and it stays where it was while the animal was alive, you're allowed to eat it. So even if you're allowed to eat raw meat, if you take a, you shack the animal, and you take a bite out of the raw meat, you, you don't, even without castrating it, you're allowed to eat that meat, because the blood is there, and the blood never moved. The only issue to eat blood is blood that was purish, blood that moved from the place where it was when the animal died to someplace else, that dam is also, and that's the dam that has to come out during Malika. So, um, so the question is, maybe if you, uh, if we shack the animal, certain blood rushes out, comes out of the, drains out of the animal, and if some of that blood would start to drain out, but it would be held back, it wouldn't drain out the way it was supposed to because you broke the marfrecus, because you broke the spinal cord, and stopped it, then blood would have moved from point A to point B, but not drained out completely. Um, and therefore, it's a shadow of mavliya that my friend, you may get blood that had moved, we're missing the word here, blood that had moved, which was absorbed into the into the flesh, and it's a shadow that maybe, um, maybe that's mavliya v'dam ve'farm, and you're not allowed to eat that meat. Okay, so the Gemara... Um, is Mesopic about this? The Gemara doesn't give an answer to that, so Shachar says, we have to do that way. And they go, it's a Shaiwa here, whether we can do it or not, it's a Teku, and therefore, um, we need to be Machmer, but now, this, we are Machmer about that then, that if you share Mafrekas, the, the, there's a Shaiwa of Mavli of Dharma. But, there are two issues about this, the two further details that the place can speak about within this Shaiwa about what the Gemara said. The Gemara leaves it as a Suffolk, and we're Machmer. The first is, what did the Gemara mean when it, was, when it said that? <clears throat> Does the Gemara mean is just what I said, you can't eat it raw, because blood has moved from point A to point B, so you can't eat it, because it's now down that's been purish, and down that was purish by Makam Lamakam, so you're not allowed to eat it. That's one way of looking at it. Or does the Gemara mean is that, um, okay, that's, that's our first possibility, and that's how the Shulchanar holds, that the only shadow is if you want to eat the meat raw, but where do you do Malicha to the meat, then you're fine, you can eat the meat, because the Malicha would get the dam out also. Malicha gets out. That's what Malicha does. He gets out the dam that was pierced with Malcolm and Malcolm. So if you do Malicha, you're okay. You're allowed to eat that meat. Um, so all the Gemara means to say is, is if, you, if, it's sure, if the Mafrekas was broken uh, after Shlita, then you have a... Uh, then, then if, if... What is it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. All the Gemara means is, all the Gemara means is, by the... All the Gemara means is that you can't, you have to be concerned that the blood will be moved and you can't eat it raw. But if you do Malicha, it's, it's for sure it's not a problem. The Ramah is Machmir, that's how most Rishonim learn, that's how the Machar passes. The Ramah is Machmir and says that no, it's also, even with Malicha, it's also also. Okay, we'll talk about this more in a second. But that, so the first thing is, is a question is, is it also with Malicha? And the, and the Ramah is Machmir that even if you do Malicha, it's also. The second, of course, that's very relevant to us, because if Mavliya Dan Beifarim is only us to do Malicha, then of course you can just eat it. We don't care. We don't, we don't eat, we don't ever eat meat raw. We, we eat after Malicha, so then this whole thing wouldn't be relevant to us. Okay. Second is, they go into about a very specific case. You were sharing Marfrakas, you broke its Marfrakas, which is to say you broke the spinal cord, and therefore it has a specific effect on the, on the animal. What happens if you did something else to cause the animal to die? Like in the case of Moshe speaking about, you hit the animal on the head, you shot a bolt at its head, uh, you did something else that makes it die faster. Um, what about that case? So the Mechavis is nothing about that case. Well, what, what, does this then apply to other cases? The Ramah says the same, issue would, the same issue would be if you if you stabbed into the animal's heart after, after Shechita, that would also cause a question about the Yadam Farm, and therefore you can't eat it, as we said, even with Malicha according to the Ramah. Before we proceed on to what Ramosh has to say about this, <coughs> we need to pause for a second <coughs> and remember the following. I said at the very beginning that when an animal is dead, then none of these kind of shadows apply. None of the shadows that we have to talk about apply when animals are dead. So when 
And Ramosha, when he speaks about what, we're going to talk about what he says about this hitting the animal on the head, he makes the point very clear. He says it many times um, that we're talking about things that will be cruel and it will cause the animal to die more quickly. Um, but were the animal to be dead, there wouldn't be a problem. There's also Mukhachafat on the Gemara and the Shach. That if, the, if, the, if there's no Shaymar once the animal is completely dead, the Shaymar is just until the animal dies. So that is to say is that when the Shaymar's Yisra Moshe was, is that can you hit the animal over the head 30 seconds after, after Shrita? But the 30 seconds is not a significant number over here. It's not that if the 30 seconds something happens, there are those who say over Moshe, oh, and the animal dies after 30 seconds. That's not what it says in the Chuba. If, 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 if the answer was that if the 30 seconds the animal's dead, that would be the end of the Chuba. Can you hit the animal with the head after 30 seconds? Yes, the animal's dead. You do whatever you want once the animal's dead. But that's not what the Chuba is, is at all. The Chuba is, after 30 seconds with the assumption that the animal's still alive, can I do it? And 30 seconds just happens to be. It could have been after 5 seconds also. Um, there just happened to be the question about 30 seconds. <coughs> and therefore, um, we shouldn't see from here that if the 30 seconds is something special that the animal's dead at that point. Now, it so happens that uh, Dr. Temple Grandin um, has done studies to check on animals that are hatchita in different kind of boxes, and sh- she shows that usually after 30 seconds the animal actually is dead. Um, depending, there's all kinds of details of a factor that cause it to die faster or slower, depending on the box and all kinds of details. Um, but again, that's not what Ramosha says. Ramosha does not say that after 30 seconds the animal is dead. Okay, so what does she say? <coughs> Ramosha says basically, he says this, just about every single person who speaks about this din would be nickel and say that you could, you could shoot the animal in the head, um, you could use this uh, uh, captive bolt, this non-penetrative captive bolt, he says you could use it after shechita. Okay? And he has many, many reasons for, for why you like to do it. I'm going to quickly go through them, but we're going to focus on one of them. Okay? Um, so he says, first he says, as I mentioned, the Mechaber hold, that, if the, that it, it's, only a, it's not a problem um, it's not a problem if you're going to do Malikli afterwards. Okay, so that's many shikas. Okay, well, that's not the Ramah, but that's the Machabah. Like that. He says, the Taz says, when the Ramah said, you know, I, told, I mentioned the Ramah argues and says, no, you, you have, you, it's, you're not allowed to do it uh, even with Malikha. The Taz says, the, the, those words of the Ramah, that should don't belong in this din. Those words of the Ramah belong in the next din. And when the, all the Ramah means to say, the later words in the same order that he keeps it in, means is, you shouldn't be, um, uh, break the mafrekes, because of a chashash, that if people see that, they might end up eating the meat raw. Really, the Ramah agrees you'll have to eat if you do malicha. But it's a chashash, maybe you'll end up eating the meat raw. So Ramah says, that's only a chachila if, you, if you're in a place where people eat meat raw, so there's something to think about. He says, nobody nowadays eats meat raw, so it's no problem. The, according to the Taz, there wouldn't be a problem at all. According to the Taz, where he understands the Ramah, the, even the Ramah agrees that if you do malicha, it's okay. And there's only a chashash in places where you might come to eat meat raw. That's another thing. He says, the Shach says, um, it's going to be mutter with chatichol malicha. We can get in a second what that means. Even even the Ramah who said even the Ramah who said that you can't. It's not mutter with malicha. It's mutter with chatichol malicha. We'll talk about that. What that means in a second. Next is that the Taz says um, that the only the Taz. The, I, I mentioned that the Ramah says that iser is if you the problem is if you're shavim afrekes or if you stab it in the heart. And the Taz says no, it's only if you shavim afrekes. And the Shach says similarly a different version. He says is you know maybe stabbing the heart is also a problem, but hitting on the head is not a problem. So both of those are saying. Hitting on the head is nothing. There's nothing wrong. This whole Shiloh of Shari Marfrekas is only by the Marfrekas. We're talking about break, you know, hitting on the head. And then Ramosh says by himself, he says that the, the din, this whole Shiloh is when you did something that would eat, make the animal a tray for it, would kill it. But hitting it in the head, 
which, as I mentioned, he goes into the details, he says, doesn't make it a trade who doesn't kill it, is not a problem, is nothing to do with this Shadrach for us. Because he has these many different reasons why. And he says, now, within all those, you could be mocking up every one of those. I mean, each one of those things that I mentioned has someone who argues on it. So, that he mentions, has someone that argues on it. So, if you put all those homers together, it would be awesome. But you, can't, you don't have to go that. You don't have to go to such extent to think the, the homer sheet of every one of those, start them, and say, therefore, you should not be allowed to eat. Um, so, but now let, let's, we have to, I want to focus on the first, basic, the first main point that Moshe says, and that is that, um, that the reason why it's, the, the meat is mutter is because the, the, the thing is because if you do, when you break the mafrekas, it's because um, if you do, it, it says, which we do, he says, what does that mean? What was that? So it comes from the shah, and the shah compares this thing of the Sherem Afrekas to a different Gemara, which is actually the very next day in Shokhmar. Okay? And, and the Gemara says, the Gemara says, Bum the Asmik, a piece of meat that got red, meaning it was, Dam was blue inside of it. The, the Gemara says, Chacham Lacha, Umalcha, if you cut it up and you salt it, and if you look at there, Nami Shapadami, then it's fine, you could cook it, meaning there's nothing wrong with it, you don't have to worry, you can do whatever you want to with it once you, once you do Chaticha Umalcha. Okay? What is Chaticham? Chaticham means cutting it up. What is that? I mean, the Rosh says, Chaticham, you know. The question, of course, is, what does chatika mean? You always cut meat up before you salt it. I mean, pretty unusual to salt a whole animal at once. Uh, but, yes, it could be, but it's not so typical. So, the, so Rashi says chatika means chatika's harbin. You cut into many cuts. And Ramosha doesn't bring this Rashi, but he implies that that's how he's understanding it, because he says like this. This is how, this is how Ramosha explains this sheet, how it applies to our cases. Since you cut it into many pieces, uh, before Malicha, the whole cats of Hoytich, Oyser Hatichas, Oyser Hatichas, Oyser Hatichas, Katanas, he cuts those pieces into even smaller pieces. Well, I'm going to say, you only have one complete child, Aver, that's considered Hatich, and then you do the Malicha after all of that, that's considered Hatich Malicha, and therefore, uh, even there are more who said Malicha doesn't help for this, that's only if you do Malicha by itself, but if you do Hatich Malicha, then it's okay. okay. Now, what, what, what he's describing is very much what we see of how you process meat, which is when you, you the, in the in the basement behind in, in the slaughterhouse, they cut it to kamachatichas. Lachar he means is what we call into quarters, like into like a four quarters and a hind quarters, or maybe he means into the primal cuts. Okay, like like for example, the primal cuts. The primal cuts in the United States, the the, the primal cuts of a four quarter are uh, chalk, rib, brisket, shank, and plate. Because those are the primal cuts. Those are the when you take the whole four quarters, so either a means they cut into four quarters, or it means into these primal cuts. You take a full four quarters, and you cut it into the pieces. Of, you get a chalk and a rib, a brisket, shank, and a plate. Okay. Then he says, this is, and a whole katsev, every butcher, and you cut it into even smaller pieces, where you don't even have one Irish arm, and that means to, talking about the subprimal cuts, um, or the retail cuts, the sub, like for example, the subprimal cuts of a, of a, of a rib are a ribeye roll, a peeled cap, or a rib, uh, short ribs, and a beef trimming. Okay, and and then, and then even smaller pieces to make what we call, what we call the retail cuts, but actually consumers buy. So if you cut it into all those pieces, you cut it, the, the slaughterhouse cuts it into primal cuts or into four quarters, and then the, the butchers cut it into sub-primal cuts or into retail cuts. Um, so that you have, you've now fulfilled the requirement to do chaticha. Now you end malicha. Then we do the malicha after that. Uh, and then, 
Um, so that, 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 according, then even though I would agree that there's no problem of Mavliyatamibana, and the reason, of course, is because once you cut into so many pieces, then the dam has, can come out from a lot of places. The salt attacks it from, from, you know, lots of surfaces, and therefore there's no problem of, uh, the fact that the dam was below and moved into certain places and was below, there's a problem that's going to drain out and get be, when, when you do the Mavliyatamibana. Now, this is all talking about, of course, as Ramon says, and it's obvious, it's talking about, you did Chatikah before the Mavliyatamibana. And in fact, in the United States, when this shoe was written in 1958, um, in the United States, that's exactly how Malikha was done. Slaughterhouses uh, shipped out meat in quarters, they or primal cuts, very large pieces, before without Malikha. And the butchers couldn't manage uh, Malikha on such huge pieces. They didn't have the space to manage to do Malikha on such big pieces. They would cut them to the subprimal cuts. And sometimes they even cut it into the retail cuts and sold meat to consumers without malicha. The consumers did malicha at home by themselves. So the or the or the butcher himself did it on the on the subprimal cuts or on the retail cuts. Um, this that information is not, not mentioned comes from I spoke to people who, who worked in shita, who worked in meat in those years in the fifties and sixties. That's why I said that was common what was done then. Okay, and therefore much says is even if the, even if you hit the animal on the head and it causes it to be um, that's all fine, but it's going to do have chatechum licha, and therefore, this is, again, this is his primary reason to say why, his first reason that he comes out with to say why it should be mother, chatechum licha, that's okay, even though I'm all, we might, that's okay. Okay, but that's all, that was true then, but that's not what goes on nowadays anymore. Nowadays, not at all. Nowadays, almost all meat is kasher in the slaughterhouse, where they kasher it, again, in the quarters or in the primal cuts. They cut it in the very, the whole four quarters, and maybe they cut it into primal cuts, Okay, but they don't cut it into chatichas katanas. They don't cut it into the subprimal cuts or into the retail cuts before they do malicha. No, by no means they do malicha. Again, in most places, the malicha is happening in very large pieces like that. So in which case, that this whole hetter that this one of his hetterim does not apply. It's not one. It's really it's the main hetter that he says. First, he said again, he says the machabahot. Maybe you don't need malicha at all. That's okay, no machar, but we follow the Ramah. He says, and, and even according to Ramah, you can do chatichas malicha. Then he mentions all the other stuff. So you could question whether this cooler that he gave, that he said you're allowed to hit the animal head or shoot it with this bolt, would, would apply nowadays, excuse me, when we no longer do chatechah malicha. The meat doesn't have that. Um, so one could really question whether that cooler still applies. Again, the other still doesn't apply, but this one does not. Uh, so we could question whether this whole cooler still applies. Now, our third child we speak about is, um, what about cutting the mafrekas after shrita? <clears throat> not, not hitting on the head, now we're going to actually cut in the Marfrekas itself. And that is to say, um, this child came up um, in the 1990s. Um, there was a slaughterhouse that wanted to do that. Um, they um, they were concerned that they actually sort of for this Mavliya Dambay Varm, but in a backwards way, which is they thought that if they would cut the spinal cord after Shrita, that would prevent uh, having bloodshot meat. Okay, bloodshot meat is to say, it's, it's cases where there's somehow the blood. Does something in the meat that causes the meat to not to look all like it's spotted with blood, um, and it doesn't sell well. They, the, comp- the, the factory wasn't caring about the kasha. They were opposite. They cared about how it looked. It didn't look like good meat, and therefore they wanted to do. <coughs> um, they wanted to cut the spinal cord in order to um, avoid this bloodshot meat. Okay, and when the shadow came, um, reports reference that uh, in before World War Two, there's another German law. Um, which would require <coughs> the shaykhid, they were talking about chickens, to cut through, to, the shaykhid should go all the way through to the mafrakas, and should cut through the spinal cord. That was, that was the law then. They were trying to 
either stop shrika or based on uh, animal rights to try to uh, stop shrika, to, to say the shrika all the way through. And in Sri Vyash, he has a long contrasting about why he wants to think it should be mother. He had studied, he explained all kinds of parts of the child watching mother, but he also has, he then sent his contrasting to all kinds of good early Israel at that time, who all wrote him back letters, and he picked it all those letters also. There was quite a lot to see about there, about this question. Um, <coughs> sort of short pointed us in that direction. Um, anyhow, so it, it turns out that there are, I'm going to briefly mention there are four issues to think about for this question. Um, now, the, again, the shadows in 3 were about birds, uh, which have a lot of stuff that are different than what we, we are thinking about. The cow that came up in the 90s, which was for me. Um, we have a lot of similarities, but there's also a lot of differences, as we'll see. Okay, the first, I guess. Um, the first issue is, I will make this, uh, is there a second cut? We mentioned beforehand that if a person, uh, at the very beginning of, of today's year, we mentioned that if you make a, if you make, uh, if you cut the simanim, and you, uh, there's a break in the middle, that's a shahiya. So if the shaykh uh, would, if this, if you cut the spinal cord after the shrita, you run into a shayla of maybe what you're doing, maybe there's a shahiya over here. Because first you do the shrita, and then you continue, then you stop and you do the rest of the cutting, that's a potential, uh, that's a shayla for yid does it. Um, so just a, here, in the shayla that they were dealing with before World War, before World War II, um, and Chaim Oizer wrote back, and he said, what we should do is, he said, let's try to find shech who are skilled enough that they can be sure that when they shech, they cut through both simonim 100%. And then, once both simonim are cut, we don't have to worry about shehiyah, so the shechit is over. And then afterwards, somebody else, even he can come and cut, cut, the, cut the spinal cord. Um, that's something that was at least, he wasn't sure it was possible to find shech who was so capable to do that. Uh, but that's at least for a bird. For an animal, it's really hard to believe. You get someone who could be confident every time that he cut through both simonim. But the, this Shiloh cutting through twice is not really relevant for us because, as we mentioned back in the beginning of this year, uh, it's okay if a guy does it. So for this factory, that would have been fine. Let the, the Shiloh do his thing, and then the, the a guy would come up afterwards and cut the rest of the neck, including the spinal cord, so that wouldn't be a Shiloh. Okay, so we got past one of the questions. Second is, um, what about <coughs> the Bishayim Mavrekis? Okay, so the Shekharach brings that there's nothing wrong if during the Shrita you go, the Shekharach keeps on cutting, goes right through the Marfakas. There's nothing wrong. Uh, but the Ramah says the Minigas Vimachmer, a lot of the Achorinim are very questioned. This, this is not, not, we're not the Magliya Dami Varm party, we'll get to that in a second. The, 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 as if there's something wrong with the Shrita itself. But a lot of the Achorinim ask where this came from, and they bring rise, and most, oh, so many Rishonim think that it's perfectly okay. Uh, but the, at the same time, they all basically end up, but since Ramah said it, so we have to be Mahmer. Uh, but there's two different ways of how to explain why, what did Ramah have in mind? What was he concerned about when he said is, if he shed through and cut the Marfekas, um, that's a problem. The Taz says, the reason is because, the, the problem is, that if you cut through the Marfekas, then the, the cutting of the spinal cord contributes to the animal dying, and Shrita has to be the only thing that causes the animal to die. It can't be other factors that come into play. And therefore, if you, if you cut the spinal cord, that's also causing the animal to die. So according to the Taz, it wouldn't make a difference whether the Sheikh did it or somebody else did it. The only difference is who does, who cuts the spinal cord. If you're cutting it, that something else is causing the animal to die besides the Shrita, and that would not be allowed. Right? According to him, that would be the Chumro of the Ramah to, to say nothing else allowed to cause the Shrita. But the Simchadashan and Choshokhan, and I think most others understand that it's for a different thing. Uh, the Chashash here is a, of a drasa, which is to say is... Um, that if you cut through the mafrekas, you make such a cut that went through the mafrekas, makes it 
be concerned that the shofar must have been pushing down. He was chopping instead of just slicing, because when you just slice, you don't go, go all the way through to the mafrekas. How did he end up all the way at the mafrekas? It must be that he was cutting, um, that he was doing the drasa. Um, in which case, if that would be true, then it's only during the shechita process. Only if, if the shechita just keeps on going, like the case of the shofar, he shechts all the way through, all the way to the mafrekas. Then there's a then there's a question about the um, uh, uh, he may have done a drasa. But if he, but if it happens afterwards, then it will be no problem. Okay? It's, also, it's also worth noting that the, the Shach says that even Ramah, this whole Chur of the Ramah is only Chathila, but not by Makam has some Ruba. And the Simchadash says that the whole thing is a minute, and he says if your place doesn't have such a minute, don't worry about it, it's completely Muslim. Right? So, that's our Shaivim Afrikas. The third Shaivim is Miskab. That is it. The Simchadash says, Many are assuming that the Ramah's Chumrah may come from a Tesefta. And the Tesefta says is that if somebody intentionally cuts the Mafrekas, um, the animal's not kosher. Okay, and there, um, the reason is because if a person intentionally cut the Mafrekas, then it's really a concern that he did address it. I mean, what, how did he, if he was trying to get through the Mafrekas, he must have been really pressing down that he, so someone had that in mind, not, that, that it, that's a real address, as opposed to if it happened by mistake, it just happened to be cut a little too far, um, then that's not a problem. So the Simcha Lashon says this, that this that I told you, that you could be mekel, um, if you don't have a minute <coughs> to follow what the Ramah says, <coughs> if you're in a place without such a minute, is this I told you could be mekel, that's only true if it happened, that's only true if it, ha- if, just so, if it happened. But if it was done on purpose, if it was done on purpose, then you cannot be mekel. Okay? Um, so that would seem to be our case, where it's being done on purpose, you're purposely cutting the mafrekas, cutting the spinal cord, slash mafrekas. Um, but, but in truth, that's not a problem because as I mentioned beforehand, the, these kind of concerns only apply if the shkita itself is intentionally with the plan to cut the mafrakas. But that's not what happens over here. Here, the shkita is the shkita, and afterwards, someone would cut along and cut, cut the spinal cord. So again, there's no shyly of, the, of the, the intention to cut is indicative of, of a dross. Okay, but now we come to our last issue, uh, which seemingly is more serious, and that is what we mentioned beforehand about the captain vault, which is the shalom of the farm. Um, that by, <coughs> by cutting the spinal cord, you're going to cause dam to be absorbed, and the dam is not going to, um, and it won't come out there with malicha. And now here, if we look at Ramosh's reasons, not only does the, what I mentioned before, being about chatik, there's no chatik malicha, but not only that, but um, a number of the other reasons Ramosh says also don't apply. Uh, he said is, the Tazit Shach says, only by very specific, only very specific, you know, Shara Mafrekas, not kidding the head, but yeah, that's what we're doing with Shara Mafrekas. Or, Ramosh himself said that if, it's, if it makes it a there's only a problem if what you do would make it a trade for a killer. Well, that's what it is. You're being sure of them, you're cutting the spinal cord, that, that is. Um, so, um, a lot of the calls that Ramosha speaks about do not apply to this case, uh, which would make us think that there is a problem about laying down a firm for Ashkenazim. Um, so, um, so that, those are the four potential shadows. And here, the Matliya Dami Firm seems to be the most serious. Uh, and Rashford said that when this shadow came out in the 90s, he, he reported that when the Shadow had come up decades earlier, um, Rabbi Shomir Karno, who was the Abbezin of the CRC at that time, said he would not allow them to do this. He did not let them cut the spinal cord in this, in this Lord house. Um, and uh, we don't know the reason why he said that, but presumably it has to do with these four reasons that were mentioned. Uh, and he made a rule, and he said, is you can only cut the spinal cord if the three more animals are shafted. Okay, what's magical? Well, what he meant is, by the time three more animals are shafted, then the animal is dead. Once the animal is dead, you can do whatever you want to. Then there's no problems. Um, but that's what he had in mind. 
Okay, so those are our three issues that we wanted to speak about. There's uh, two little things that we're not going to speak about. And that is, one is, there's another procedure called uh, electrical stimulation, uh, which is not after Shechida, which has a lot of the same trials that we spoke about today. Um, that will we talk about that sometime in the future, that different question is child electrical stimulation. That's another thing. And the second is, all of our discussions today were about uh, all these different things, cutting and shooting, that were done after the animal um, had, had the shrita. But um, I can't not mention that there is a shadow that uh, doing something before the shrita also. And that is, <coughs> animals that are not going to have shrita, you know, animals just plain old non-kosher meat, um, they stun that that meat, they stun the animals before shrita. So there's two ways that they do it. One is, um, that they stun them with so much electricity, they put so much electricity through them, that the animal dies. Um, there's something called a head-to-body stutter, that's a commonly used, that has two prongs in the front and one prong in the back. The two prongs go on the head and the one prong goes on the neck, <coughs> uh, the upper back, <coughs> and some water comes out of it on the bottom, and that and electricity passes through, the water helps the conduct electricity, and it passes through and kills the animal. Now that animal is obviously you can't check that afterwards. It's an available. The animal is the animal is, is so um, it's so dead that the people who later cut the animal's neck don't even wear protective clothing or don't wear anything. There's no blood comes out. Basically, no blood comes out. Um, it's like nothing. There's no there's no pirchos. There's no anything. The animal is very dead. <coughs> and of course, the animal's unavailable. <coughs> there isn't even the beginnings of a question that that animal you're not allowed to do that to an animal that's going to be used for kosher. Um, but the question that was is what's called hemum, uh, which was a stunning of a lesser degree. And that was stunning just to make the animal <coughs> insensitive, uh, to desensitize the animal, and basically to knock it out. Um, and there, were, there are many issues raised with that, um, including, is it a misukenes, but you do that, or a fula, or a drusa, or a gufsamayah, or a fuel or a nechum b'neimeha, a risikivar, all kinds of different shilas. Um, it's been very well accepted that you're not allowed to do this before shrita. Rukhay um, Moser uh, wrote, wrote about this, they printed in fourth head of Achiezer. Um, he wrote a number of things about it, but he basically wrote his, I'm not going to say what the reasons are. You just have to accept that, and all the all Rabbanim will agree with me, that you're not allowed to do this before Shrita. Um, it was obviously a big to-do at that time, and it comes up every so often, um, that you're not allowed to do it. There were those who thought maybe it should be Mutter, uh, but Rukhay and others uh, all signed on that you're not allowed to do this before Shrita. Again, it obviously didn't kill the animals, just to make it, to knock it out, before the Shrita, um, and therefore, um, that is not allowed.